Romans chapter 5 verse 8 For God commended his love towards us In that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us So it's not about what we have done Or what we will ever do It's about his love for us I can boldly tell you That it's not about what you have done It's not about what you are doing It's not about what you will ever do God loves you And you need to realize that because he loves you He will not lead you in what you are going through seated uh, in God's presence. Once again, I want to welcome all of us to tonight's service. Um, I thank you for uh, being a part of tonight's teaching. Uh, it's going to be a great time in God's presence as we run uh, through the series for the new month. Uh, for those of us who are watching on Facebook right now, uh, I'd like you to just help us press the share button. Uh, just share this video so that while the meeting is going on, your friends can know uh, that this meeting is on, that they can be a part uh, of tonight's meeting and be blessed. Glory to God. So you can press on the share button, whoever uh, is out there. Glory to God. Thank you once again uh, for being a part uh, of tonight's service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Heroes of faith. Heroes of faith. Uh, that's the topic uh, that we have before us and i'm so excited because i know that a lot of us are going to be so blessed uh we're going to be so transformed uh by the word that is coming our way this month hallelujah heroes of faith uh we're going to be looking into that subject and we're going to be looking into the lives of the people uh who came before us who were commended for their faith glory to god and um, because if there's anything that we uh that live in this end time uh need to grasp and understand is that we must keep contending for the faith we must keep contending for the faith we must we must understand what faith is we must understand how our forefathers walked in faith we must also understand what uh, what made God, you know, commend them, you know, for the faith that they have. Hallelujah. And I need us to realize just that the, as we lay the foundation, tonight I'm just going to be laying the foundation uh, for this teaching. And on Sunday, we're going to really take the first giant step, you know, along the line of this topic. Glory to God. I want us to realize that faith for the believer is not something that is optional glory to god it's not something that um you just you just push aside glory to god hallelujah in fact the very air that you breathe as a believer is meant to be faith glory to god now let, let's begin open scriptures tonight uh firstly uh if we can open to the book of um um second corinthians glory to god Second Corinthians, uh, we read uh, Second Corinthians chapter five. Uh, we read uh, verse seven. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. If you have your Bibles there, uh, please turn there with me as we begin to uh, go gradually into this topic. I, I don't want to rush us. We have the whole month of September, you know, to deal with this topic. Praise God. Um, heroes of faith. Now, Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. It's a very popular scripture. Now here, 
is the writing of Paul. And look at what he said. He said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, we walk by faith and not by what we see. <laughs> Very important. We walk by faith. As a believer, you're meant to walk by faith and not by what you see. Not by, not by, uh, uh, th there's a particular translation that uses the word, um, the word uh, sensory perception. That means we walk by faith and not by our sensory perception. Because you see, when you live in this world, you know, well, all of us, for those of us, I mean, <laughs> I know that most of us have gone to school and we, we did biology at some point in time and uh, we understand the, the, uh, the, the body metabolism, how the body functions, you know, and all of that. And we learned about the five senses. We learned about the five senses, the smell, the see, uh, the feeling, you know, and, and all of that put together. Now, for you to function effectively in this world, you need those five senses. You need to be able to see. You need to be able to smell. You need to be able to, uh, to feel. You need to be able to talk, you know, and, and all of those things put together. You need to be able to breathe. You need, you need all of those things for you to function effectively while you're here on planet Earth. But we need to realize that if we are going to function the way God expects us to function on planet Earth, we need to realize that our five senses will not do us a whole lot of good if we're going to walk with God. Oh, did I just say something right there? If we're going to walk with God, if we're going to walk with God, if we're going to uh, uh, move according to the dictate of God, if we're going to function the way God expects us to function on the earth, we need to understand that we must go beyond the five senses. We must go beyond the things that we see. We must go beyond the things that we hear. We must go beyond our, our, our ability to smell, our ability to talk. You know, all of those things put together. We must, you know, I, I love the way he put it. He said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, one of the major problems of this generation is the fact that we have, um, I, I don't know how to put it, we have become too sensible. <laughs> too sensible. We have become so so knowledgeable you know when it comes to the earth realm that we have lost our sense of faith and we are not functioning the way god expects us to function on the earth now I, i'm going to show you an example of, of what i'm talking about you see we live in this world but you need to realize that we are not of this world and the god that put us here on planet Earth, you see, when you go back to the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says God created man in his likeness and his, in his image. That means when you want to know how God looks like, just look at man. Praise God. You see, God doesn't look like lions. He doesn't look like the animals. Praise God. He doesn't have, you know, <laughs> four legs. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying? He said he made us in his image. 
and in his likeness. So if you're if you're if you're somebody who is thinking, how God does God look like? He looks like us. Glory to God. But you see, he didn't just make us in his image, he made us in his likeness. That means he made us according to his manner. He made us according to you see what, what makes God God? God made us in that same likeness. Glory to God. And you see, if you want to know how God functions, if you go back to the very beginning where God was introduced to us, you will see how God functions. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. Waters covered the face of the deep. But the Spirit of the Lord was moving over that deep. In verse 3, the Bible says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Now, if you look at that very first introduction of God to us, it shows us already that even God walks by faith and not by what he sees. Oh, I hope somebody's following me tonight. He, he does not he does not pray based on what he sees because when God first came when God was introduced to the earth I mean to us glory to God when God was introduced into time one of the first thing that we saw was that there was a challenge before God there was a there was a problem if I would use that word there was a problem before God but God was not going to walk by what he was seeing glory to God Instead of seeing the darkness, instead of seeing the disruption on the face of the earth, instead of seeing that things were not in their proper place, glory to God, God began to rearrange and he said, let there be light and there was light. And you need to realize that, you see, it was not because light was somewhere. And God brought that light out of somewhere. He, he, oh my God, oh my God. I, I need you to understand it. There was no light anywhere. But God wanted to see light. He was not going to walk by what he was seeing. What he was seeing was darkness. But what he wanted was light. So by faith, God called for light. Oh, are you following this tonight? No wonder when Jesus looked at his disciples um, after you know, uh, the encounter with that tree that Jesus said was going to dry up, you know what God told the, what Jesus told the disciples? He said, I have the God kind of faith. He said, have faith in God. Some translation says, have faith in God. But if you read some translation, it says, have the God kind of faith. That means God, that means there's a God kind of faith. And that was what we saw in operation in Genesis chapter 1. That God kind of faith that was going to function not based on what he was seeing. That was going to function not based on what he was hearing. That was going to function not based on what he feels. Glory to God. You know, back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. He said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Not by our sensory perception. Not by what we feel. Glory to God. And you see, like I told us, one of the major problems of this generation is the fact that we, we want, we want, we want, um, we want, um, we want I, I don't know the word to use now, we want, we want proofs. 
Yeah, let, the members should put it that way. That way, we want, we want proofs. We want, we want evidence. We want something that we can see. Glory to God. We want something that is um, something that is tangible. Now that that tangible part, I'm going to get there. Glory to God. But see, we want we want something tangible. We want something that we can hold on to. Glory to God. And you need to realize that God will not always function that way. Are you following me? Because when you read from the book of Genesis down to Revelation, you begin to see the way God functions. I mean, God is just amazing. Oh, God is just amazing. God is amazing. He does not function by what he sees. He functions by faith. Are you following me? Even God operates by faith because Jesus said, have the God kind of faith. That means even God operates by faith. Oh, are you following me? Because how else would you would you see darkness and call forth light? And you know, sometimes when we read that book of Genesis, the story of creation, and God said, let there be light, you will find out that um, somewhere in our thought, in our imagination, uh, it, it's locked up somewhere in our mind that uh, maybe the sun... You know, because the sun is what gives us light now. And it's locked up somewhere in our mind as if, you know, the sun was eating somewhere. Praise God. And that when God said, let there be light, the sun just showed up. Now, when you go back to Genesis, come on, I, 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 think, I feel it's something that is worthwhile. Let's, let's go there. You can turn your Bibles there with me. Um, Genesis chapter 1. Look at verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Come on, follow this. Then God called the light day, and the darkness he called what? Night. I want you to follow this. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Now look at verse 6. Then God said, let there be the firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God, God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and so the evening and the morning were the second day. That means on the second day what God did was he divided the waters. He said, let some of those waters go up, and he called them the firmament. So what we see and we call clouds this day, it's a body of water. Glory to God. God said, let it go. Now you see, all of those things, God was speaking those things by faith. And those things were happening. Glory to God. Not because they had already happened, but because God wanted it to happen. So he was making those declarations out of faith and those things were being affected. Follow me. Now look at verse 9. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land the earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and herb that yield seed, and the fruit that yield fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself, on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb that yield seed according to its kind. 
and God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Now you know what God did on the third day? The waters that remain on the earth, he said, let them gather into portions. Some will be called seas. Let the dry land appear. And he called the dry land, he called it earth. The dry land where you and I live, where we stay. God called in the earth. Then he said, let the earth begin to bring forth fruit, shrubs, you know, and all of that. Follow this. There's somewhere. I, I'm going somewhere. He said, in verse 13, so the evening and the morning were the third day. Now look at verse 14. Then God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. So let them be for signs and seasons, and for days and for years, and let them be for light in the firmament of the heavens, to give light on the earth, and it was so. Then God made two great lights. Can you, are you following this? Then God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. Then he made the stars also, then God sent them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Oh, I hope you are getting this. So somewhere in our mind, when we read Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, when God said, let there be light. For a lot of people, what we think is that God, the sun was even somewhere. And when God said, let there be light, the sun showed up. But you see, when you read this particular story of creation, you will find out that the sun was not created until the fourth day. Oh my God, I'm going somewhere with this. He was not created until the fourth day. So when God said, let them be light, it was not the sun, nor the moon that showed up. It was light. Oh my God, you, you don't understand what I'm talking about. There's something we call light. Light goes beyond the power that is being generated by the sun. Are you following me? There's something we call light. Now, when you're reading, I, I think it should be Second Corinthians chapter 4, uh, when Paul was saying that God commanded light to shine out of darkness. I mean, that, that's a powerful statement right there. God commanded light to shine out of darkness. In other words, darkness was on the face of the earth. And when God said, let there be light, you know what happened? Darkness had to look inside itself and produce light. <laughs> oh my God. Listen to me. This month... That we're examining the topic of heroes of faith. Something is going to happen to you. Oh my God, you don't understand what I'm saying. I said something is going to happen to you. You are going to begin to function in some dimensions. You're going to begin to operate in some dimensions. Oh my God, there are some powerful stuff that are going to begin to take place in your life as a result of this topic that we're looking at this month. But because you are going to begin to function in that realm where God wants you to function, you're going to begin to function the way the men of old function. You're going to begin to function according to the God kind of faith and you will begin to see results in your house oh my god who am I talking to you will see results in your house you will see results in your marriage you will see results in your ministry you will see results in your job you will see results in your health because this month your faith is about to be boosted your faith is about to be built your faith is about to be steered you are about oh my god your faith is about to 
to climb to a whole new level. Your faith is about, oh my God, who am I talking to? Oh my God, who am I talking to? Things are going to begin to happen in your life. You will not remain the same again. You will function the way God wants you to function and you will see a result in every area of your life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Wow, I see Pastor Marvelous out there. Thank you, Pastor Marvelous, for being a part of tonight's meeting. I see Pastor Philip Agbola also out there. Thank you, sir, for being a part of tonight's meeting. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, men of God. Hallelujah. So, you will see how God functions. And the Bible says we were made in the image and the likeness. You see, I want us to, because you see, we've looked at that image and we say, oh, all of us will look like God. But we've forgotten that side of the likeness of God. We're, we have the likeness of God. We have the nature of God. We're meant to function like God. In other words, we're not meant to, oh my God, do I, do I, do I put it straight to you like this? We are not meant to operate according to what we see in the world. We are meant to operate by faith. We're meant to function by faith. We're meant to walk by faith. Every moment of our life, glory to God, we're meant to walk by faith and not by what we see see, not by what we hear, not by what we feel. We're meant to walk by faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because the realm of faith is where God lives. That's where God lives. That's where God dwells. Now let, let's quickly examine this tonight uh, just before uh, we begin to round up. Don't forget I told us, well, we're just laying the foundation tonight. <laughs> Glory to God. Is somebody already getting blessed? Come on, if you're getting blessed, you can type on the screen for me on Facebook that I'm getting blessed already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, we cannot, as believers, function outside of faith. We can't. I mean, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a place that we should function. Glory to God. Now, one of the things I'm going to be establishing to us during the course of this series is the fact that every single one of us out there, we've got faith. We've got, we've got faith. Every single one of us. As long as you're a believer, you have faith. But there is something that you're meant to do because when you see expressions from Jesus like, um, o ye of little faith. When you see expressions like in the book of Romans chapter 4 when Paul was talking about Abraham and he said, Abraham being not weak in faith, what that means is that if Jesus said, O ye of little faith, I always tell people, if Jesus said they had little faith, then they must be big faith. Are you following this? Now, if Paul wrote concerning Abraham, and he said, Abraham, be not weak in faith, then that means if there's weak faith, then there is strong faith. Oh, I hope somebody's getting this tonight. If there's weak faith, then there must be strong faith. If there's little faith, then there must be big faith. Now, we, or let me say, you and I, we have a responsibility 
to build our faith. But like I told us, every single one of us, we have a measure of faith. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I should show us that uh, just before we, uh, we read from the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, open your Bibles to the book of Romans. You know, don't forget, we're laying the foundation and the foundation has to be solid. Glory to God. Uh, Romans, the book of Romans, um, uh, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 uh, from verse 3. The book of Romans chapter 12, you can turn there. In quality church, you can turn there. Um, uh, for um, uh, Mr. Kingumi, you can, you can let the church know on the WhatsApp group in Akure that when Romans chapter 12 verse 3, and also Pastor Kunle of Lagos Church, now look at, look at what he says. Look at the writings of Paul. He said, for I say, through the grace given to me, that's Paul speaking now, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. He said, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Now, what is Paul saying there? Paul is saying that God has dealt to every single one of us the measure of faith. Now, you know what that simply means? Because, you know, sometimes I've heard, I've heard believers say, make statements like this. They say, ah, oh, I don't have faith. Now, when you hear people who make such statements, you know that those people have not studied the word of God enough. He said, God has dealt to every one of us the measure of faith. That means every believer as a measure of faith. Now, you see, I don't know the measure that you have at the moment. Glory to God. Because some of us received the measure of faith. It was so small, but we walked on that small faith that we got, and we are built it to a point that our faith can withstand anything. Our faith can go through anything. Are you following me tonight? But to deny the fact that a believer has no faith um, that would be totally wrong. Every single one of us have the in fact for you to even say that you are a believer, that you believe in Christ Jesus, it takes faith to believe in the person of Jesus. I mean, it takes faith. I mean, how many of us were there when he was crucified on the cross? How many of us were there uh, when all of those things that were written were written? But they were written to us, and by faith we believed. So, for you to even be born again, it takes some measure of faith. So, every believer has a measure of faith. Oh my God. Can, can you say to yourself, wherever you are tonight, and say, I've got a measure of faith. Oh, come and say to yourself, I have a measure of faith. Oh, come and say to yourself, I have a measure of faith. Say to yourself, I have a measure of faith. Say to yourself again, I have a measure of faith. Glory to God. Now, I know somebody out there is saying, um, um, Jesus looked at his disciples at some point and said that they had no faith. You know, there was a time he looked at them and said they had no faith. Then there was another time he said to them, O ye of little faith. So between when he said they had no faith and the time that he said they had little faith, something has happened. 
Glory to God. They, they've seen something. They've, they've been through an experience, glory to God, that has brought them from nothingness to having a little faith. Glory to God. Now, somebody will say that Jesus said to the disciples that they had no faith. Now, this was, oh my God, uh, this is going to take me into some depths tonight. Glory to God. But let me just quickly tidy it up. Praise God. Because that's not the line in which we're going. Now you see, the, what, you see, one of the major challenges that we have within the body of Christ today is the fact that believers don't know how to rightly divide the word of God. A lot of people don't even know that the Old Testament functioned in a particular way and that the New Testament functioned also in a particular way. A lot of people do not know. Glory to God. And not, not even a lot of people know and understand that even though the story of Jesus in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that even though they were in the New, they are, they are, I mean, they are in the New Testament portion of the Bible, not a lot of Christians know that those Gospels are also a part of the Old Testament. Not a lot of Christians know, and it's so sad. Not a lot of believers know. Because we need to, you see, until we're able to divide that the word of God rightly in those dimensions, there's a likelihood that will muddle up a lot of things. When you read in the book of Hebrews, I may not have time tonight to open all of those scriptures to us, but when you read in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says that without the death of the testator, a testament cannot be effected. Now, the word testament simply means will. So when we say Old Testament, we're saying Old Will. When we say New Testament, we're saying New Will. That's what we're saying. It just means will. Now what that book, book is saying, what that the writer of Hebrews is saying, is that without the death of a man, you cannot read his will. As long as my dad was alive, nobody can bring out his will and read. Because the man is still alive. Glory to God. And you see, while he's alive and he has a will, you see, because he's still living and he's probably still working and still, you know, accumulating more properties, making more money, glory to God, you find out that at some point in time, he may need to call his lawyer and make adjustment to his will, glory to God, to accommodate more properties that he has gotten, glory to God, inside of his will. And immediately it does that, what happens is that the old will is done away, glory to God, the new one now kicks in. So if anything happens to that man, the lawyer will not read the old will, glory to God, he's going to read the new one. Oh, are you, are you following this? But you see, through the will of a man, we can understand how the life of a man began to grow. Are you following this? Are you following this? Because you see, we are not people of the Old Testament. We are people of the New Testament. But you see, the Old Testament is vital, is crucial, so that we can know where it is we are coming from and how we got to where we are in God. Oh, are you following this? So, the old will of the man is done away with. Then the new will kicks in. Glory to God. 
And if as a believer you do not understand that there's a wide margin between the Old Testament and the New Testament, then listen to me. You need, oh my God, you need to, you need to, because that is where it even all begins. Glory begins. That's where it all begins. If you can't get that, then you will model the old Bible law. I've heard Christians say to me that the Bible contradicts one another. It's because you have not rightly divided it. If you rightly divide it, you will find out that it doesn't contradict one another. So what was I saying? Without the death of the testator, a testament cannot be effective. That means as long as the testator, the one who wrote the will, the one who owns the will is alive, you can't read the will. And the Bible says that Jesus is the testator of the New Testament. In other words, Jesus is the one who wrote the will. is the one who effected, who owns the New Testament. Are you following me? So what that means is that as long as Jesus is alive, the New Testament cannot come into effect. And if Jesus was alive in, the, in Mark, Matthew, Mark, I mean Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what that means is that while Jesus was alive, he lived under the old covenant. Because if he is the testator, until he dies, the New Testament cannot be effected. Are you following this? And that's one of the reasons why, you know, they will, oh my God, Pastor Incadelani, God bless you. That's one of the reasons why you will see, uh, 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 they'll, bring, they'll bring a woman to Jesus and they say, we caught her in the act of adultery. What should we do? Should we stone her? Because that was the old covenant. That was the New Test Old Testament era. And Jesus could not fault it because he still lived there. But he needed to find a way for the woman to be saved, that's number one, then he needed to make the people understand that, see, what you are functioning under as faults. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I, I don't know why I'm going in this direction. Glory to God. I, I don't know why. Because when you read in the book of Hebrews also, he said, if there had been no fault with the old, then there would have been no need for the new. Are you following this? I, I just hope I'm not too... I'm not too deep or too high for a lot of people tonight. Glory to God. It, it, so, if there be no fault with the old, the new would not have kicked in. So, because there was a fault with the old, the new needed to kick in. So, what it means is that Jesus, as the testator of the New Testament, being alive in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, made me realize and you also should realize that even though those gospels are in the new testament portion of the bible you're holding right now but that was still a part of the old testament because it was after the testator died that the new testament was going to be effected in fact can i show you this that the new testament began in the book of acts chapter 2 after the pouring of the holy ghost or are you following? That was where it began. Now, if Jesus made the statement to the believers, I mean to, to his followers, in Matthew or Mark or Luke and John, and said that they had no faith. Now, the truth is, at that point in time, there was a chance that it's possible that they could not have faith, or they did not have faith. But you see, when it comes to the New Testament, which is Romans chapter 12, verse 3 that I just read to us, Paul said that God had dealt to every single one of us the measure of faith. In other words, there's no believer out there listening to me tonight that 
does not have faith. Your faith may be small, your faith may be weak, your faith may be little, but you've got some faith. And you see, the beauty of tonight's uh, foundation laid is the fact that Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, he said, you will tell this mountain to move and the mountain will move. So what that means is that your faith may be little as a believer right now, but it can move some mountains. Your faith may be small right now, but it can move some mountains. Your faith may be weak right now, but it can move some mountains. Oh my God, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I've got mountain moving faith. I've got mountain moving faith. I've got mountain moving faith. Your faith may be so small, but it can move mountains. It can put devils to fly. It can, oh my God, are you listening to me tonight? You have faith. God has dealt to every single one of us the measure of faith. Every single one of us. For you to be a believer, it takes faith. So you've got faith. So stop saying to yourself that, you know, maybe, maybe I don't have faith. You, you have faith. And that little faith you've got can do a whole lot. I'm telling you the truth. It can do a whole lot. Oh, our time is far spent tonight. Like I told us, this is just a, this is just a foundation. But listen, if you don't get anything tonight, understand the fact that you've got a measure of faith. And that all that we're going to be looking at, talking about throughout the month of September, as we're laying this foundation, I don't want you to exempt yourself from it. Or oh, are you following me? I don't want you to. I don't want you to remove yourself from it and say, well, "What what pastor is talking about is for them." Uh uh it's not for them. It's for us. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. It's not for them. It's not for some people. It's not for pastors alone. It's for all of us. It's for every single one of us. It's for every single one of us. It's for every single one of us. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Glory to God. And during the course of this month, especially the midweek services, I'm going to be having guests that are going to be coming on to speak to us, to steer our faith, to boost our faith. Glory to God. Pastor Yinka Delani is going to be joining us at some point. <clears throat> and it's possible I have some other men of God come to join us on this topic. Because listen to me. Faith is something that it's supposed to be like air to us that we breathe that we take in that we take in hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 he said for without faith it is impossible to please god for those that must come to him must first believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him yes yes Yes, that's it. Oh, can we just bring tonight's service to a close? I, I wouldn't want you to miss Sunday service. Sunday service is the, the, the service we're going to take the first giant step into this topic. Tonight, we just laid a foundation. And the foundation, I believe, is solid already. Because for everyone listening to me out there, either you're mixed loud on Facebook, you need to understand that you have a measure of faith. You're not exempted from what we're talking about this month. If their faith moved mountains, 
Your faith can move mountains. If their faith raised the dead, your faith also can raise the dead. If their faith turned around impossible situation, your faith also can turn around impossible situation. Glory to God. Glory to God. All of us, we have the measure of faith. Oh, can you just lift up your hands wherever you are tonight and just thank God for that measure of faith that he has given to you. Oh, go ahead and just thank him. Just thank him for that measure of faith. Oh, go ahead and thank him. Say, Father, I thank you. Oh, Lord, I'm grateful to you for this measure, for the measure of faith. Oh, I know some of us have taken our, our faith beyond that measure given to us. We have built it. We have listened to the word of God so much. So much. We have impacted our spirit with the word of God. So much that our faith uh, has been growing in bounds and in leaps. Oh, but come on, just go ahead and thank God for the measure of faith that you've got. Oh, go ahead and thank him. Give him praise. Give him praise. In quality church, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. In quality church, give him praise. Oh, in Lagos church, give him praise. In Akure church, give him praise. Wherever you're listening to us from, from Abuja, from Kwale, from Canada, from U.S., give God praise tonight. Give God praise tonight. Oh, glory to God. We bless your name, Father. That message was from the stables of Love's Domain Family Assembly. Senior pastors are Pastor Banji and KG Oladipo. To reach this ministry, send a mail to lovesdomainfamily at gmail.com. Remain blessed.